Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Reports out of New York. The Giants could replace Daniel Jones and look at a quarterback in this upcoming draft. Who said that earlier? You and I have been talking about it for a couple weeks. There you go. Uh, Giants hold the fifth overall. I'm sorry, the sixth overall pick in the NFL draft. Is that J.J. McCarthy's music? Is that Drake May? Maybe New England goes a different direction. Somebody. Somebody other than who they have. Or maybe they look at. A veteran that might be available. I don't know. Wacky stuff. It's possible. Um, speaking of wacky stuff, B, I don't know if you heard this. I need to let our friend Barry Sverluga in on something. Barry, what's going on, man? How are you? Good, guys. Hope you're doing well. We're we're good. Um, I just wanted to make you aware that Landfill and I just convinced Jeff that your real name is Barreled and that Barry is short for Barreled. <laughs> yeah, that's a, congratulations on that bit of fiction. Um, <laughs> Jeff's like, I've never heard the name Barreled. <laughs> I don't know that one. Yeah, uh, and hey noticed my mom. Then he said it was German, so I, <laughs> I kind of believe him. Um, dude, how's Palm Beach? Uh, it's good. I mean, I got down here Friday night. They played their first um, game on Saturday, getting ready for a 1 o'clock game here against the Mets. Um, and it's, you know, Vibe in camp is, is really good, and it's not so much because of um, the major league team. I mean, they played uh, the other night against the Astros. They were getting destroyed, 7 nothing. Patrick Corbin, you know, had some defensive miscues behind him, couldn't get out of the first thing. All this kind of stuff was going on. And then they kind of did almost like a hockey line change and put the kids in, and it just got fun fast. I mean, it's it, these guys are coming. Uh, James has hit homers in each of the first two games and they were not wall scrapers i mean these were total total bombs um so it's it's fun uh, translate to in wins and losses in dc this summer but it's it's a very very good vibe vibe for what's on the way i love that so i mean the two big name prospects now and if, if there's more to add you tell me but james wood who's a local kid 
I, I'm, I think he was at St. John's College High School, right? Before he transferred That's down correct. to IMG yep. or whatever. Yep. He's a um, unit. He's a. He, I, I, I it, met his dad not maybe a few weeks ago. He's like six seven his dad or something. A unit Barry? Too. Yeah, he's six six two thirty five, and Ooh. somehow looks bigger than that. And I'll tell you what, like I'm writing about him today, um, and and the highlight stuff really is the, um, you know, obviously they're they're the towering homers, but he he hit a little roller back to the right side yesterday that was kind of in that no man's land between the pitcher and the second baseman charging in and he didn't beat it out the second baseman got him but i'm telling you man you watch this kid run he looks like he's chewing up like <laughs> I, mean, I, I said to somebody in in the clubhouse this morning asking about that play it was like yeah, we think it took him with six strides to get to, to first base, 90 feet to first Damn. base. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but it's not not by much. That's... And I would also say, like, if you get the chance to see him, um, if there's ever an opportunity when he's going first to third, it's like a sight to behold. Like, he is a gazelle chewing up, like, big chunks of yardage uh, with a single stride. Just a, a physical specimen for sure. It's like uh... – Giannis, when he has the ball on the break, just how wide his strides are, how long his strides are. Um, The other prospect where there's so much excitement is Dylan Cruz, kid out of LSU. Um, I know our NBC4 team was down there and got an interview with him. I I was pretty impressed. He's rocking the big sunglasses, the mustache. Uh, How has Cruz looked so far? He he is like I went down to Fredericksburg when he got there last year, and he just he's he's a lot of like yes sir no sir like um, southern gentleman type, but he's also like he just kind of screams ball player like he he made he made him not played a full season in the minors yet, but it, it, tell me LSU and the SEC isn't minor league baseball like he just is like the whole package like you said JP with the. He's got the shades. He's got the stash. He's got um, everything about him is kind of professional in his preparation, even though he's been a pro for for less than a year. Um, And the the great thing about this spring, Dave Martinez, the the manager, is like, these kids are going to play. Like, we're going to get to to look at them. Um, And that just makes these games way more interesting than, you know, insert the free agent you've never heard of that they signed in the offseason season. Um, to fill the spot on the big league roster, like the the kids are are what we're here to see, and and it's been fun so far, just in the early going. How is uh, Josiah Gray look? So he is making this start today um, against the Mets. It's his first uh, start, and um, uh, you know, big expectations for a kid who was an All Star last year, and then kind of um, stumbled in the second half. I was just talking to to Davey Martinez about him, like. That's what he has. The next step for him is minimizing the beginning, like taking a, a potentially game-breaking situation and, and minimizing the damage and trusting that his stuff, his, his pitch repertoire is good enough to get major league hitters out, even in those tight situations. Like that's the next step for him. So he'll, Brian, his first start is today. He'll go two innings. Like we're not going to learn a ton. Um, I would say Mackenzie Gore through yesterday and of these prospects on the pitching side, he's, he's the one who has the high upside. Like Greg can be a really, really good major league pitcher. If there's a chance that Gore is an elite major league pitcher, he struck out for the first six hitters he faced. Um, he's messing around with the change up a little bit and got hit, but that was just an experimental thing. 
and his stuff is like he just generates so many swings and misses like that's how you can tell a guy could be a high-end dude in the majors barry's starting to sound like me b you notice that I just um, got a little deeper. We're talking You're a little raspy. Talking with our friend Barry Sferluga here on the BetQL guest line. You can give him a follow at Barry Sferluga, B-A-R-R-Y-S-V-R-L-U-G-A. We call him Barrel. That's his close friends call him that. Um, dude, so I, I think there's real reasons to be excited about the Nats, especially, I mean, we probably don't see Cruz and Wood till August or something. Is, is that sound about right? You know, I could see it faster, JP. I mean, they're going to – Mike Rizzo always says, like, they'll tell you when they're ready to come up. And, um, you know, it's early going here, and, and we haven't started the minor league uh, season. But, you know, I, if the over-under is August 1st, I'm, I'm probably going, you know, the earlier side of, of that day, particularly for Wood, who's who's been through full minor league seasons before um, something Cruz hasn't done so far. Gotcha. Okay. Um the bigger issue, I think, for the Nats, and we don't maybe know the answer on this, I think it was last week we found out the Nats are no longer for sale, right? That the learners, at least for right now, are holding on to the team. That could mean a million different things. It could mean they just haven't gotten their price. It could mean they're really keeping them. Maybe they found some money under the couch. Who knows? But for a while, the learners spent to a level where the Nats were highly competitive, broke through, won a World Series. Now they're doing nothing, and it's killing the team. If they're sticking around, what is this all going to look like in a year or two or three? It, I mean, I'll tell you what it does. is it, it, Now it erases the uncertainty of if they don't spend, why are they, why are they not doing it? Like, it's, it's only because they're being cheap if they don't do it in the, in the future. And I'll tell you, like, I'm not going to draw any conclusions yet because this was not the off season to go out and make a big, um, you know, $900 million plus um, deal because the, the infrastructure isn't quite there yet. But unless something horrendous happens injury wise to a bunch of different guys, next off season is going to be that time. And you may, you know, all the prospects that we talk about, and it's more than just the few that, that we've mentioned so far, they're not all going to hit, but if um, if a few of them come through, then you've got the, the makings of a good core going forward that will need veteran leadership, veteran presence, um, and veteran production. Like, you can't just do it all internally. Even the Orioles, who have the best young core in, in baseball, like they had to go out and trade for Corbin Burns because they really need pitching. Like that, that's going to have to be the Nats next year. And if it's not, then you're holding the learners accountable because it will be their choice not to spend. I went back and looked at it last week, JP. You mentioned them having competitive payrolls when when they were good. From 2013, which is the year after they won their first division title, through 2021, they were outside of the top 10 in payroll only once and they were in the top five I think three times so that's very very competitive like they have done it before and so they can it's it's a choice and if they choose not to spend um, next year it's it's their feet that are going to be held to the fire it could it be like they were thinking about okay we're getting out of here so we're not going to get our money tied up because you know you say you're going to sell something you get your money back when you got to deal with the government, but taxes and different sales, you never know what you're going to get back. 
And now that they're back, do you think that they jump full force into it? I mean, you got to hope that they will, Brian. But, I mean, they also are a group that is very cognizant of every dollar spent and where it goes and what they get out of it and what they could get out of it if they put it into something else. So, you know, go back to JP's really original point, like, what does this announcement mean that they're keeping it? Like, it definitely means that they didn't get whatever price they had in mind um, for it. I can't help but think that the Orioles sale for only north of 1.7 billion, um, you know, kind of hindered the learner's hand. They, they, they already had an offer of more than 2 billion and turned that down. Um, so damn, you know, they turned down two bill. Was that from the Korean we were, dude? No, no, no. That was Ted Leonsis last, last year we had, um, our reporting was he had made an offer of, of somewhere north of, of $2 billion. Wow. So, now they the said no. That's correct. That's correct. So if that's wow. the, the kind of real estate pricing that they're looking at, like they're not, they're not going to get it right now. Um, I will Are say they going to get it ever? Excellent question. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, these things do go up in value. Um, and the DC market is a bigger market than, than Baltimore is. It's, it's not as provincial. Sure. It can, you could, you could, um, argue it's an international market. There's something to be in the nation's capital, but you know, is it worth seven hundred million dollars more than the Orioles? I, I, I think it probably isn't. Um, so we'll see. I mean, if this is Brian, I think it's a giant TBD about how they handle everything from major league payroll to staffing to technology, all that stuff that costs some level of money. What sort of investment are they making? financially and emotionally and with time into this franchise that they so recently had, had seemed willing to get rid of. That's fascinating, man. Um, do you think, and you kind of mentioned it there, Brian and I were talking about this. Do you think the learners announcing that they are not selling the, the timing was what two weeks after the Orioles announced they are selling is there any sort of correlation there or just coincidence? Well, I think two things. One, if they hadn't decided before the Orioles sale, um, then seeing that price, like I mentioned, had to scare them off. And two, I've always been told, and we saw this with the commander's sale, um, that these things are best handled in off seasons, that it's not good for anybody involved to be trying to, to peddle something in the middle of a year when, you know, you've got, uh, uh, games to run, games to be played, and organization. You know, that's just not the time to do it. So you're coming up on this year, like they're not going to sell it in the next three weeks. But I also think, you know, realistically, I'll just go back to that same point we just talked about. Like they had to know they weren't going to get the price that that um, they would accept. And I would point out, we've probably talked about this before. Like they are not a group that looks at the market for what the market says it is. They decide what's an acceptable price, and if they don't get it, they don't do a deal. And that's true um, in the naming rights for the stadium. Like, Nationals Park opened in 2008. There's a price that somebody would have paid to put, you know, to call it whatever, Geico Field or, or, um, or something like that. And the learners decided it's worth X, and if you offer X minus 1, they're not doing a deal. Um, that's true in the sale of the team. That's true 
um, you know, for gaming rights. Um, that's just how they do business. They've been very, very successful at that. Um, and they're not going to conform to what we would think of our norms in, in Major League Baseball. Um, talking with our friend Barry Sverluga, columnist for the Washington Post, who's down in uh, West Palm Beach at Nat Spring Training. Plenty of great content coming out um, via the Washington Post. But, dude, I, I, because you can talk about anything in sport, I, I definitely wanted to ask you, and understanding you're a dookie, too, um, the court Went sto- to Duke, not a dookie. Pa- pardon me. Pardon me. I thought that was the preferred nomenclature. Is that inaccurate? I'll pass on that one, yeah. Okay, thank you. Sorry, Barold. <laughs> Um, but listen, you got to be wicked smart to go to Duke. Barry did that and, and he deserves commendation. Duke wake wake pulls off the upset. They're in Winston. You and I have both been in that little arena. It gets pretty rowdy. Um, they storm the court, big fella kind of gets tripped up. What do you make of that specific situation and, and maybe court storming in general? So I think there's got to be, I, I love storming the court and I think, it's a, it's a, you know, kind of a unique college, like um, enthusiasm, raw enthusiasm. The students are behind the team. Like I have no problem with it, but they got to figure out a way to allow for 10 or 15 seconds to get the teams out of there because it's happening too much. And it's, you know, it's not just that Kyle Filipowski got hurt, but the the kids could get hurt too. So I, I got, I got to feel like there's a middle ground where, um, you can get the teams out of there and the, the fans still get to celebrate, but you're not, I mean, these people are definitely, definitely, definitely in, in harm's way. And we've seen it not just with Filipowski, but with Caitlin Clark and the Memphis kid, um, et cetera, during the year. It's, it's a, it's a hot button issue right now, but I think it's a hot button issue for a reason. Yeah. I just, I don't think you want to get rid of it, but you're right. If you could just get 30 seconds of, of getting these kids off the court. Um, yeah. I, I don't – that's far above my – It's just like, I mean, Caitlin Clark, yes, the one with Caitlin Clark, I don't know how she didn't see that lady coming. I mean, that, that person coming. They just – she was running and the lady came towards her. I, I mean – She also she also may have flopped. I mean, right, not which to, is crazy. Caitlin, you talking about? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, the dude – like, I was watching it with somebody else. They felt like he stuck his, his foot out. I don't know if he did it. I just thought he was walking and somebody running and didn't look at him and just tripped over his leg. But you have to have some level of awareness as a damn athlete. Well, for sure. But also, Brian, like if, if they're coming at you, if, if hundreds, if not like a thousand kids are yeah. coming at you from, from all angles, like you're under some pressure to move fast in another direction. And I just think like, you can be aware as an athlete, but you got, you don't have 11 dudes trying to tackle you. You've got, you know, a couple hundred who are coming to the center of the court. And if you're in the way, like you, you maybe, you know, maybe we're lucky something worse hasn't happened. And I'm not, I'm not talking like, you know, um, I'm, I'm talking like a, a totally blown out yeah. knee or, right. or yeah. something like that. You can see that happen. But see, when, what, this is the thing though, when he was walking, not being hit, he walks into someone, or they weren't into him. When he started flopping around, they were all avoiding him. Look at the look, sure. at look at it again. It's like normally, for the most part, the people are trying to get on the court to their people, and they're not trying to harm you. But <laughs> you know, there may be a fool that run out there, run straight to you, and try to do something. You know, I, I understand that part. It, it, well, I also 
I also think, Brian, like you, you could be successful and try to avoid one person and in avoiding one person get hit by two others. You know what I mean? It's just, you you just become kind of a, a default target um, almost by accident. Um, And I do think like it's, it's time to get, you know, I don't think it needs to be 30 JP, but 15 seconds would get, give these guys a ton of um, advanced strides toward the locker room. And dude, I think, Everybody wants to just blame these kids. I think the adults, the administrators can do a better job of being prepared. Like you can identify potential court storming situations probably two weeks out, one week out, well, I, but also at halftime of games. I don't know if you can do it two weeks or one week out, but if you are looking at a game and this five minutes, ten yeah. minutes left, and you see that the team that is known to be whipping your tail all the time may lose this game. Right. You could call a timeout. They they should have a, a chance where that home court can call a timeout and set something up or make an announcement to try and help, help protect it. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I think more preparation from all angles, starting with the, the adults, is the right call. Right. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Um, Barry, before we let you go, how excited are you for the combine? Will you lock into all the coverage? Are you going to DVR when, you know, the linemen are running the 40 or – or are you going to fly directly into Indy to, to watch it in person? How much of this are are you going to consume? Yeah, definitely call me in April. Yeah, <laughs> we can talk Masters anytime. Oh man, I can't wait. I mean, that's that, Masters is five weeks out, probably. Sounds about right. Maybe yeah. six. Uh, yeah, exactly five weeks out. Yes, for sure. Um, did you watch any of the Mexico Open conclusion I yesterday? Did. I did too. I watched the bounce of win. I was uh, I was covering some ball down here, so I missed that. But I do think, like, it struck me with that field. Like, we are at such – I love the elevated um, yeah, field man. events. Like, those are great. But, man, did the other ones suffer for having these, like – and nothing against anybody who played well down there. But, like, it's a harder watch when the, the entire, like, top – echelon of the tour is not is not playing dude i i was having the same thought man and and i get the elevated tours it it, these elevated events are going to be packed but now they don't have cuts and it's just ah it's weird it's it's tough it's going to be an adjustment period but it makes the majors that much more important which i am into for sure but i also feel like it when you throw live into the mix and, and that's the only time you're going to see those guys it's it's almost like golf has morphed into tennis it's not t- quite to this point where like the only four tournaments that really matter at all are the majors i, I don't think it's to that point because like i said I, I still love those elevated events but it is true that that's the only time you're going to see um the, the entirety of the best players in the world i know it sucks mm-hmm. um Barry, thank you, man. We always appreciate you making time for us. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you, brother. That's our guy, Barry Sverluga, down in West Palm, covering the Nats. Make sure you follow him at Barry Sverluga. Going to make some bets here in a couple. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All righty. Combine about to get going. I, Brian and I both went out to Ashburn last week to meet a bunch of these new assistant coaches. Um, had a bunch of conversations. You can look at all the videos are on my YouTube page at J.P. Finley, D.C., um, I wanted to play this one because I think this story is just nuts. This is new Commanders tight ends coach David Rye. I'm uh, very excited to talk to new Commanders tight ends coach David Rye. You've told me everybody just calls you Rye. Wait, how many different ways has your last name been mispronounced? <laughs> I think really, well, what's the first one you would say when you look at it? When I first saw it, I said Ray, and then I went yeah, to the pronunciation guy. That's what guy. it was. It was, um, yeah, it's just Rye, like the bread. All right. Yeah. Um, how fired up are you for this opportunity? I mean, this is this is awesome. It's special because um, when you ask that question, the first the first place my mind goes is to the leadership, and that's I mean, DQ have been phenomenal. Like the the thing I'll tell you is, in the first week together, I feel like I know everybody in the building, and that's that says a lot about the approach they're taking. And, and you have ties with Cliff, right? Going back to the Arizona coaching staff there yes yeah cliff uh i first met cliff in 2013 this wow. was how old were you um i was just finishing my ga ship okay so this was essentially eight eight years of spent eight years at the university of iowa and i was really looking for somebody um with a with a dynamic offense and so i flew down to texas tech it was like graduation night to get my ga ship and i showed up Instead of going to graduation, I went to Des Moines and down to Lubbock, Texas. Had never been there before. I'd never met Cliff, and went in at 4:30 in the morning, and the only guy there was Cliff. Wow! And that was whatever. So was he expecting you, or did you just roll no. in like, "Hey, I'm here for a job"? No, he was not expecting me. When you roll in on somebody at 4:30 a.m., like that's not always like, "Oh, this looks like a pleasant conversation." Wow. No, it's a, it's probably a little bit like your job. Yeah. You know, like just begging you to talk <laughs> yeah. where you just got to show up. But yeah, I mean, long and the short of it, we had a, we had a quick year there. Um, Dude, was Mahomes there then? It was Baker. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. It was Cliff's first year. I met him the first day. I was there for 11 months. Um, we had Baker, we had Davis Webb, and then Patrick was coming in. And I got a call from Mike McCarthy, and I, I thought it was a prank phone call. And I ended up in Green Bay for five years. Um, and now we're doing it again. 
in Washington. How, how excited are you to kind of re-rack this thing, to, to be back with Cliff? And you've had you've been around the league, Green Bay and Tampa mostly, most recently, right? Yes, yeah, um, yeah. Back with Baker. I mean, how weirdly full circle is a lot no, of this that stuff? No, it, it's amazing. It's a small business, and um, it's obviously intense. And the thing I'll say is that it's the, the people you're around. I mean, I, I love working with Cliff, and he's, he's a remarkable just leadership. You know, he's a remarkable example of leadership, discipline, and obviously offense. And Cliff is, I mean, it's a dream come true, man. I, that's awesome. Um, now, you are tight ends coach here, but your background's quarterbacking. Um, you talk about Baker and, and Davis Webb, all these guys you've been around. Mm-hmm. What, what is the right way to develop a young quarterback? You know, I've, I'm going to defer to Cliff and Tavita on that because, I mean, those are the guys that are coaching them. And really, my background is, if you look at it, it's detailed route training and footwork of the perimeter, and you're putting them together. How, how vital is kind of that? I mean, in a lot of ways, that's the conduit between the pass game and the run game and, and marrying those and making the concepts look similar and making play action work. Like, does, does that get your gears going? Does that get you fired up? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because the um, even the evolution of the system, like you've seen it if you followed Cliff, it's been pretty dynamic to watch. I mean, from its origin to, you know, um, you know we're able to do those things. Sure. Um, and that's without – I don't want to get into schematics. Too I, much, I get it, man. I get but, it. I'm not, yeah. I, if it. If it helps on my quarterback development, I've asked Cliff and I've asked Tavita before. So I, I ask everybody that damn question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, um, what about – guys aren't here right now. Maybe they are if they want to work out in the facility or whatever. Have you gotten to know any of the tight ends you're going to be working with here? Do you know them from previous stops? We, we have not worked together before, but I've had great interactions with um, the guys so far. And I've only met a couple of them, but talked to everybody on the phone. And, I mean, it's – it's the reputation of the group is phenomenal, so it's a great group. They're all really good guys. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but you, how tall are you? 6'4", I think, exactly. So you're a tall guy, but the tight end group you're taking over is shockingly large. I think, I think Logan might – I think Bates is probably the shortest at 6'4", 6'5", and then the rest of them are like 6'6", 6'7". Does that matter at all? Yeah, you love, you love having guys with some length. I mean, that's – of course, that helps. they got to do a lot of stuff, especially at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah. I've asked you 100 questions. We just met. Thank you. Yeah, PJ, thank you, brother. <laughs> David, Thanks. thank you, man. New Commanders tight ends coach David Rye right there. I like that interview a Very lot. Good dude. Yeah. Um, I, I just – people don't understand the grind these coaches put in to break through, to just roll into Lubbock, Texas at 4 a.m. to try to get a job tells you a lot. Probably rolling at 4 o'clock. That tells you that they're serious. Yeah. You're like, uh, you're going to do this all the time? If I'm rolling in at 4 o'clock, it usually means I, I've been out the whole time. There you go. And it's, yeah, I, I'm the same way. And it's not serious. Um. <laughs> Today is 62 degrees. Thursday, the high is 48. The D.C. weather is crazy, and you got to make sure you're ready for it. Whether it's the cold or the hot, your home's heating and cooling system need to be ready to go the distance. Assure your family's comfort all season long. Call my guys, the five-star heating and cooling experts at Crop Metcalf. Not only can your Crop Metcalf five-star technician properly fix and maintain your system, but has the knowledge and experience to catch potential problems before you're left out in the cold. 
Call 1-800-GO-CROP or visit CropMetcalf.com. And remember, Crop Metcalf is the one with five stars. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Promise land. Come on and take a free ride. Come on and take your mom aside. Uh, shout out to Days of Confused. I'm guessing Landfill's seen it. B-Mitch doesn't watch movies. And Jeff hasn't seen anything that came out before 2000. Yeah, you're you probably talking right. about? This was on the Power Rangers movie. Starting to know that Jeff is like a little um, geeky uh, video game guy. Bro, Jeff. what? Mighty Morphin, Power, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was the stuff back in the day. Okay. Jeff, I, I had a real job. I wouldn't watch no damn Mighty Morphin Power well, Rangers. Well, back in my, B, you was like 40 at that time. <laughs> well, you were talking about back in the day, chump. Mighty. Say for for you. We're talking about the movie. The oh, movie, yeah. The movie came out in 95. That's Great the one movie. you're talking about? Yep. Great movie. Um, All-time classic. I, I, I was 13. I, I feel like I could have seen that, but I didn't. You was 13 and wasn't interested in Ivan Ooze and the white Power Ranger going at it? Man, what were you R. doing? R.I.P. I got to be honest. I don't know what you just said as a sentence. <laughs> but I'm glad. What is that? What does that mean? I'm sorry that happened, or I'm happy for your success. I ain't reading all that. I ain't reading all that. That's what I have to say about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Jeff. Your loss. Yeah. All right, but have you seen Days of Confused? Yeah. Yeah. I also seen the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Jeff, Jeff two movies Jeff that came out around the same time. Sitting in the house, watch Cartoon Guy too. You um, still do it, Jeff. You should watch Days of Confused. I think you'd legit like it. Here's a hint. Why should he watch what he already is? Here's a hint. There's a lot of weed in it. Is that is that Linkladder or whatever? The director? That's like his first breakthrough, right? It's good, Jeff. It's good. That's all I can tell you. That was Matthew McConaughey's breakout film. Um, I wanted to read something briefly uh, via Sports Illustrated. I, I, I don't want to speak for all of us. We all kind of think Brian Kelly's a jerk, right? A coach at LSU. My family. I don't know if he's a jerk. I think he's kind of a fraud. I think he's a jerk and maybe a little bit of a fraud. He's a hard ass anyway. He, he's not He's not but trying to. But is he to, always a hard ass? If he, he's always a hard, ass, a hard ass, I'm good with it. That was his But if he's just trying to fake it out, then no, I don't like that. He, he was full hard ass at Notre Dame. That's too. who he is. Yeah. Brian Kelly of Jaden Daniels. This is in 2022. So before the big breakout year was 23. This is 22. Jaden needs to learn to trust it. If he learns to trust his eyes, his reads, the timing of his receiver's routes, there's nothing he can't do. I'm just telling you right now, Jaden processes quickly. He can throw accurately with anticipation. But now I just need to get him to trust it and let it rip. If we can unlock that in him, he will take off. Well, you know what happened? Jaden started to trust it. Started to trust it. Um, Jaden Daniels is a hell of an interesting prospect. Yeah. Uh, I, I think 
Kelly might not be as bad as we think, JP. I, I think he's a good coach. I think Brian Kelly's good at football. I think well, he almost screwed up that first year. Kind of a jerk. Those people in LSU wanted to run him out of town. My family. Um, you know what the people at LSU won't care is if they win a lot of games. There you go. Uh, I think it's time, boys. That time? Let's make some picks. Let's do it. All righty. New week, new us. Uh, I doubt anybody has a pick ready to go, but Jeff, feel free to let us know. I have a pick to go. Yeah, I got a pick ready to go, too. Well, damn, pardon me. What Slandering you, us. What do you got, Landini? I'm taking TCU Moneyline. They're playing Baylor, a school which no one had even heard of before 2012. <laughs> Accurate. Did, did, that was just said that? I said that. You did say that? You were an idiot. Baylor was not a national college until Robert Griffin III. That's not true. Accurate. That is so wrong. You are so – you must not be a track guy, then, because they were very national early on. I am not a track guy. Okay. I like track, but I don't pay attention to collegiate track. Well, when you guys were wearing gold shoes in the Olympics and went to your school. Sure. Uh, like that, Michael Johnson, that's my favorite Olympic moment the, ever. It's the, him in, the, in Atlanta. Meters. Yeah. Yeah. He was from Baylor. All right, Mr. Track. Who who are the best track teams right now? The track teams right now, LSU is always up there. They still let it down. Texas is definitely there. Um, um, let me go with another one. I, I know – Ohio State normally good, too. I mean, you just picked three of the largest schools in the country. No. you. I could have said Alabama. That's a large school. I could have said Ohio State. That's a large school. You said Ohio State. No, I didn't. I said Oklahoma State. We got to go to the videotape. I swear you said Ohio State. Why would you go to the videotape? You got to go to what's called? There's certainly no videotape. <laughs> yeah. All right. What school is number one in the track rankings? I can't tell you who's number one. Take Anybody take a guess. Baylor. Baylor is 10th. Baylor is 10th. University of Maryland. No. Hell no. Penn State. I'm going to go with Texas. I'm going out west. Texas Stanford. is 11. Stanford. Who's one then? Texas Tech. Texas Tech is number one? Mm-hmm. Well, we should have did because their football team looked like a damn track team. That's right. The Red Raiders. How about Oregon? Give us the top Where's five. Oregon in track right now? Top five. Can I, can Texas I put my Tech. In? <laughs> Arkansas, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida. I, well, Bama I'm, is seven. I'm LSU going right is here. Tied for seven. Give me the Knicks tonight. Give me how eleven minus thirteen and a half over Coppin State. Jeff taking. And bison. if I don't know a line, I don't know if it's a line. I couldn't find one. But give me my Bowie State Bulldogs tonight. My ladies kick off tonight. They play Winston Salem in the CIAA tournament. They're gonna get done. Yo, real quick, serious shout out to. BCC High School boys and girls winning the Montgomery County title Friday. I'm glad you gone from there because they can win now. That we did not win a heck of a lot when I was on the team. No Shout worry, to, we uh, didn't either. JP, Coach Sean Tracy, I've known Sean a long time. Congratulations, man! Happy for you. Um, I there's not a lot that I love tonight, Brian. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh. I'm going to lay the... I'm changing my bet. I'm taking it over 223. Wait, did you did you take the Knicks? I'm, I'm taking it over. In the Knicks-Pistons game? Yeah. Are you... Uh, on my app, it shows that game is canceled. They canceled it? I. Well, can't take that. What? Why is that game canceled? They did something stupid. I don't know. 
You got to find something else, Landfield, quickly. Yeah, it's canceled, dude. All right. It's not showing the canceled on my end. Unique scheduling complications associated with the in-season tournament? Or maybe it's, hold on, maybe it's just been moved from 7 to 7.30. Man, I don't know. I'm taking it over, 2.23. Yeah, they're still playing. It went from 7 to 7.30. That's incredibly bizarre. Uh, I'm going to lay the I po- need to fight, JP. I, B, I, I don't know what to tell you. Brooklyn Nets laying two on the road in Memphis. Give me the Nets. Thank you to everybody that listened to the program today. Thank you to all the track experts from sea to shining sea. Thank you to Mitch Tischler. Thank you to Troy Macker. Thank you to Barry's for Luga. This time tomorrow, I'll be in Indiana. Grant and Danny coming next. Have fun. Made, made it this far. I'll your beer. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.